everyone. You are here with us for another episode of Girls with Dogs. My name is Kimberly. I'm the blogger behind Keep the Tail Wagging. And I'm here with my dear, dear friend, Kathy, the blogger behind Groovy Golden Doodles. And we are Girls with Dogs. How you doing, Kathy? What's up, girls? How long has it been? Two weeks. Two weeks. Everybody, it's been two weeks since we've talked. So it's going to go fast. It's going to ramble. And it's going to be about four hours long. (laughs) We're not used to this separation. Oh, God. Where did we end up? Oh, congratulations. This is when you put streamers and and, um, balloons and confetti on the YouTube video. That's not going to happen. Encroaching on eight. Thousand downloads. I saw the seventy five hundred download notice, so that I is amazing. Like, oh boy! So maybe we can hit ten thousand by the end of the year. I, that's our goal. That it took the words right out of my so mouth. I am excited about that. Yes. No, I know. I have more people talking about God. I just love listening to you. And I said, you do. You love listening to us ramble. And so this was a guy, and he said, yes. He said it's just like. It's really like being in the room. I said, yes. Do you find yourself talking back? He said, not really. <laughs> so I really should have stopped right there and not tried to push forward. Well, when I was down in California, sunny California, I met Brian and he said the same thing. He just really enjoyed our podcast. And he said he had binge watched all of them. And now he's like at that place where he now just has to wait. And he's just waiting for the next episode to drop. So Brian... Our chat has inspired me to make sure I get my um, edits done Sunday morning so that I can get the podcast uploaded by Sunday evening. And so it'll be everywhere for everybody Monday morning. That's right. So now I don't have to say, hey, have you finished editing? All I can say is, hey, Brian. (laughs) But listen, I am elated. We're going to be skipping all over the place because if you've ever listened to any of our episodes, we're at like 50 some now and I, I can't, I lost count. Yeah. But probably one third of these episodes all have a common denominator. And that common denominator is me asking, who the hell is Billy? <laughs> so you all have got to imagine what my reaction was when my phone kind of buzzed and I saw this text message from Kimberly and she was asking me if we had if I could look at the calendar because so here's our role I manage the calendar and Kimberly does the edits yep and so she wanted to know and she was just so coy about it when you have a chance and she usually (laughs) starts out like that when she wants something but she says, when you have a chance, when you look at your calendar, let me know some dates for Billy to come on. Well, I just sat back in my chair and said, oh, my doodle. So, of course, my response was, who's Billy? But she ignored. And so I said, OK, she must really be serious. <laughs> I am so excited because a couple of episodes ago, I made her call Billy just to prove that, one, she knew him and that, two, he existed. So imagine my surprise, embarrassment, giddiness felt very special when he said on his phone through the podcast, so you're the one who always asks where the, who the hell is Billy? And I was like, oh my God, he's real. So tell me about the encounter. Tell me everything. Well, 
So um, I did. I I texted Billy, and he te- he actually texted me back and said, "Hey, remember here? Give me some dates." And so I asked you for dates. I sent him a long list of dates, and he chose one, and that is it. It's kind of a boring story, but <laughs> there you go. I didn't get to see Billy this weekend because his father passed away sadly. So he wasn't able to make the trip to Southern California. So he was very greatly missed. Will you you tell the rest of us what Billy does and why I'm so excited about Billy? Well, the reason why Kathy's so excited is because Kathy gives her dogs green juju. And Billy is one of the execs with green juju. And so he is a savant when it comes to... um, you know, animal nutrition, fermentation, and all kinds of stuff. He loves to um, come up with new ideas. He loves, there's a word for it, where you make up um, R&D, where you make up ideas of new products and stuff. He and Kelly, who is the owner and founder of Green Juju, they're just right up their alley. They're just two peas in the pod. And it's fun because um, there is a time, I I think this was a year ago, I went and met with them in, in Seattle and they gave me this huge bag of their freeze dried just greens and they and it was just in a, like a plastic bag um and they were just so proud of it because they were like this this is what we're doing and i was like okay i will give it a try um but that that's they are so giddy when they come up with ideas and sometimes when i talk to him he'll he'll some stuff i can share some things i can't but he'll tell me about this new thing that's coming up and what they're doing and it's just i just imagine the two of them in a kitchen somewhere some type of industrial commercial kitchen just mixing stuff up and coming coming up with ideas and i am so excited i haven't been this happy since like <laughs> my first luther vandross concert i may even wear makeup yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. So tell me about California. How was the trip? How was the conference? It was phenomenal, phenomenal. Um, I learned so much. You know, it was a a one day event that really should have been two days, but it just it was the first year. And, you know, um, uh, Carrie Hyde, who was the host of the event, did a stupendous job. And even with like the hotel the Wi-Fi not working, all kinds of stuff was going wrong. You would not have known it because she made it happen. But her event was so unique from other events because not only did we have these amazing speakers, I mean, she she put her foot into it, but she had an MC that was like a comedian to keep everyone having fun. And yeah. she had singers. So during breaks and stuff, they came and they sang. So it was just like, this is nice. And the food. No dead air. Okay, so go back, go back. I feel like I have to interview you. What Mm -hmm. conference are you at? So many people don't know what we're talking about. Okay, so it was was called Redefining Pet Health. And it was in Newport Beach, California. And it was basically just, you know, a holistic conference discussing um, pet health. And we had speakers, all the speakers spoke on gut, the importance of gut health, which I so appreciate it because that's where I am in my journey. Um, but like, for instance, Dr. Judy Morgan, who is amazing. And I've, I met her when I was first starting to write about more healthy options for dogs. And yeah. she um, is a person who was so generous with her time with me. I didn't know what a big deal she was. I mean, this is a person where the entire time she was there, if she wasn't speaking, 
or sitting down listening to a speaker, she was surrounded by at least five or six people. Like people love her. She is amazing. And, um, but she's so generous with her time with the person who is just like trying to figure it out. Never charged me, never got impatient with me, always was willing to help me. I mean, she was amazing. But so she spoke about like the drugs that we shouldn't be giving our dogs. And, you know, and they were all the usual suspects. What I wish we had time for was alternatives and um, talking about like what the conversations we can have with our veterinarians. And I think, you know, um, going forward, like next year, I bet that there will be more time to do something like that. But, but you know, it's more, you know, I wish we wouldn't. You're absolutely correct. Alternatives would have been great. And I'm okay when veterinarians or um, individuals in the field who specialize in other subject matter experts about, you know, um, let's just say canine medications and and things of that nature. But it kind of reminds me, um, uh, I just wish that that they were not so general. You know, it's kind of like when you have people who have a certain debilitating diet, like, like disease, like diabetes, mm-hmm. you know, um, whereas metformin doesn't necessarily work for everybody. There are some people who have great success. Yeah. And, and we don't talk about that. Whereas, you know, Apoquil is the allergy devil. There are some people who have success. Yeah. And so I love the information that they have, but I'm finding. And so I'm asking you, did you sense that was it really really generalized in terms of you should not do this without having any exceptions to the rule not so much that just more of a um be careful i don't know if you can hear him but rodrigo's having a dream so he's vocal in his dreaming but um it was more of an information like these are the side effects of these this classification of drugs and these are the side effects of this classification of drugs so no, no. no, not at all. Okay, good. And I think that, you know, what's interesting to me is, you know, another thing that I would have liked if they had, there had been more time. And to be honest, what I'm asking for would have taken hours. Like Dr. Morgan would have spent two hours talking about it on one day and another two hours talking about it on the next day, because it is such a, a you know, information packed subject. But I would have loved to know, because um, this helped me years ago. What can, like, if I, like, this is what's working for my dog. My dog needs relief. I've tried everything. This is what's working. So this is going to happen. What do I need to do to protect my dog's liver, their kidneys? You know, can I, instead of doing it daily, do it every other day or only do it a few days a week? And, you know, or only like what you're doing with Apoquil, where you do it when your dog needs it. It's not a daily basis, 365 days a year. It's certain parts of the year. and. So it's those type of things where. Yeah, but what you can know. you do to protect the dog Yeah, um, while you're trying to, to help the dog? So it, do you think, it sounds like it was very successful. Do you think that, mm-hmm. that they will look into expanding into maybe two days? I, I think they will. I mean, I did learn because I spoke with Carrie about it and she told me it's super expensive. Like the second day, it was so much money. And, and it's since it was the first year and, you know, getting everything together, like, you know, she had her staff, they worked the event and, you know, they did it in her town, but if they were to do it, like get a a different venue, a bigger venue, maybe in a different city, 
it increases so many costs because now she has to pay for her staff to go somewhere, stay overnight in a hotel for two nights, maybe even three. Um, there is just, or hire a staff to do something. There's so many things to consider. And, and it's funny because even though I've gone through the beginning stages of planning an event, I'm still not, you know, clued into what it takes to put off a successful event. So there's a lot of things that I didn't think about, you know, but I hope to see it happening again and again, because I, I left the event just energized and excited. How was the attendance? Full. They sold out. Well, I mean, quantify that. Oh, I don't know. I'm horrible at that. We filled a room. <laughs> I don't know how many people were there, but um, it was, yeah. a, it was a full house. And um, it was nice because she made, she was very thoughtful in everything that she did. One thing that she told me is that she was either told this or read this about how people will learn more and be more receptive to information if you hit certain of their emotions. So, and those were like laughter and mm -hmm. then also um, like um, melancholy or, so she did a, a screen or like a little movie, but it was a, a memorial for people who had lost their dogs that year. Mm -hmm. And so that was nice to see. And, you know, and so people love that and enjoy that. But, you know, she did a really good job of just keeping us engaged. I never once felt bored or like I was wasting my time by being there. Um, by the end of the day, I was exhausted, but it was also because I was traveling and I was basically going nonstop the entire time I was down there. But um, but it was it was a lot of fun. But oh, the food she hooked us up. I have yet to be to a conference where they take such good care of you with food. So we had, you know, not a real breakfast, but, you know, um, actually blog pause used to hook us up with food. They had really good food at blog pause, but that, but never at any other conference, but, um, we had like muffins and pastries and coffee and tea in the morning. And then, um, throughout the day we had coffee, tea, water, and juice. Um, all through the day, uh, they brought us cookies, like a little, I don't know if it, I think it was after lunch, they got cookies, our lunch, the food for lunch was so good, just so good. And so much variety. And I mean, wow, a lot of places give you kind of a box lunch type of thing. And I get it. This stuff costs money, but this was, this was astounding. And, um, so I think it, it was beneficial too, because, we didn't have to go anywhere. You know, I didn't know where I was. I didn't know where, I mean, Ruby could have figured something out if we needed to leave, but you know, I didn't know where I was. So it was nice to be able to be in one place, not have to go anywhere to eat, mm -hmm. um, not have to pin, you know, cause you're in a hotel, hotel food is expensive. Um, and all of that but, adds up to be, it's very time consuming. It's a little, it's a few minutes here, 30 minutes there, but you do pull away um, when you don't have it set up like that. So that sounds really good. Yeah, it was fun. And I, you know, I, I loved it. Um, it was really cool talking to people, um, connecting, you know, could they had a vendor room. She did a good job of, of giving us plenty of time to sit and listen to people speak, but also spend plenty of time talking to the vendors we wanted to speak to. And I, I don't think all of the vendors had a speaking slot, but a lot of them had a speaking slot so oh, okay. they can talk about their products. It wasn't, and it wasn't salesy. It wasn't one of those, like, and if you come to my table, you'll get 30% off for this. You know, it wasn't anything like that. It was just sort of informational and it actually made me want to go to the table. So I spent a little too much money at the event. Okay. What can I say? 
I don't know. So tell me how how was the pack when you got back? Because you really oh, do oh before I tell you that, let me tell you, I went to Real Dog Box. So that was that was Friday. Oh my gosh. It was so nice and amazing. <laughs> and only a person like me could get so excited about this. But it was the best. And this place is so well organized, so clean. It has so much stuff. It sung to my heart when they were explaining to me how everything worked. Um, Tuck, who is co-owner, he built the air dryers and the software program so they can control the air dryers remotely via computer. They had a beautiful, huge screen on the wall that had this calendar that was color coordinated. So they knew exactly what was going on each day, each week. Um, it was amazing. It now, was amazing. Real Dog Box is the subscription of treats that you get mm-hmm. for, your, for your dogs. Yep. So you were able to actually go see. I was able to see. I was able to see where all the magic happens. And so that was, that was a lot of fun. But so the dogs, when I came back, um, I was... Johan was kind enough. I think I spoke to him Saturday. Yeah, it was Saturday evening. And he had, or um, Apollo was sitting next to him. And he tells Apollo, is this mommy? And Apollo lost his mind. And he was like, he was just running back to the door and looking out the door, barking and howling. And I'm like, oh, he misses me. Um, But they did fine without me. And that makes me feel good because now I feel more comfortable um, going on trips. But Apollo, when I walked into the door, he was all over me. And thankfully I got home like at nine 30 or so and just dropped everything and went to bed. And he was, he was just like, yes, let's go to bed. Cause I missed you. So that felt good. The other dogs missed me as well, but Apollo was like, yeah, please. And then every time I stepped out of the house for the next, probably, you know, 24, not 24 hours, but the next, you know, half a day or so, um, he was freaking out. Like, where is she? And so once he realized, no, she's coming right back, he kind of settled down and everybody went back to normal. So I want to make you laugh. Okay. okay. Well, first of all, let me ask you this. All right. Did you tell the truth now. Don't lie. Did you leave any um, notes? Yes, I did. It's on How's the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> I taped it. It's a big, um, like, you know, one of these, but the legal size ones. Yes. All on the refrigerator taped up there. There's a post-it in there to clarify something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you were that person. Yes. Okay. Because I was trying to, I'm looking to see, um, remember I told you that I always have to do my visuals. And I promised you, I want to see if I can share this with you. Okay. Because, um, no, wait a minute. You didn't sound excited. Did you hear your voice? Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> you I'm are- looking at your glasses because one, they look new, or I don't think I've seen those before. And two, I can see your screen. So I'm looking at your glasses, wondering what you're screen? doing. Uh-huh. That's not, that's not how it's supposed to be. Well, I'm looking. You are? I, I see me. Okay, well, of course you see you. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, you're you're Kimberly, so of course you see you. These glasses are not new. So the glasses that I got usually see the other ones. These stay in my purse. Mm. So therefore, 
when you need glasses, the one thing you don't ever want to do is be away from your glasses. So, okay, now let me see. This is not good. So if you are, you disabled me from sharing. Oh, okay. Let me see if I can fix. Let's see if I can fix that. Well, folks, this is going to be fun. What you are experiencing now could be what we call technical difficulty, but I'll keep talking. Okay, now, now you can do it. I think I got it. So I'm actually up in the Virginia, D.C. area, and I really feel bad because I should not do this to my husband, but I do. And it's not fair, and I'm sorry, but I do. And um, let me see if I can find this so that you can see it. (laughs) I do these, these, um, this ridiculously anal list okay and where is it I don't know but I like looking at your busy screen isn't it not busy (gasps) oh lord no wait this is just page one (laughs) (laughs) so what I need him to understand is the difference (laughs) The difference between one heaping cup and two level cups. For those of you guys who are not watching this on YouTube, you might want to hop over. Probably going to have to go over to YouTube because this is a sheet with pictures. There's a column for Harley and a column for Jackson. And it says one heaping cup of dry food twice a day. And then she has a picture of a bowl of to show what heaping is. And then Jackson has two level cups of dry food twice a day. And there's a bowl showing what that looks. Then there's, you know, breakfast, one pump of ultra oil located under the island sink right corner. And then there's a picture of the ultra oil. <laughs> Keep going. You're doing great. Yeah. I'm even going to share this with you so you can leave this. This it- is so beautiful because... Now, I, I I don't even want to go get my thing. No, keep going, girl. It's, keep going. It's just, well, there's a picture of the You Move supplement and only Harley, one piece per meal. Then dinner, heat two tablespoons of veggie mash in microwave for 22 seconds. 22 on a microwavable plate, then add one tablespoon to each bowl. Lord. Okay. Now, this just takes care of the meal. Ready? Now we go to, two. <laughs> and it's it's on one of those plexiglass stands that you can, you know, flip around. Oh my gosh. Dessert time, nighttime <laughs> potty break, after night potty break. When putting on Harley's no, 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 you're skipping. Go up to dessert. <laughs> you want me to read this whole thing? Uh, they want you to. <laughs> okay, dessert. Either three, oh Lord. Either three strawberries each, please cut off the leaf and slice them or in bold. They can share one half of an apple, but make sure you've cored the seeds out completely. Leave the skin on, cut the apple in bite-sized chunks, please. See, she says, please. Mm -hmm. Nighttime potty break. Anytime after 9 p.m., remove Harley's socks, put him on his leash, especially if he's upstairs. He's more comfortable coming down the steps. Put Jax's leash on also. After night potty treat. Oh, after night potty treat. I thought it was break. Potty treat. This is the last treat of the night. 
one or two small commercial treats in their closet. <laughs> That's it. Put Harley's sock back on first. He's more cooperative because he's waiting for a treat. So you got to put the socks back on first before giving him the treat. But when putting on Harley's socks, remember he has a dew claw with a picture circling a dew claw, <laughs> what we call a thumb. Make sure it's in the sock in the correct position. Don't want him to be uncomfortable. <laughs> now, Harley's licking. If he's licking his private area <clears throat> or chewing his toes, this is the vetricin. Take the wound care and spray the area. It gives him relief and he will stop. Stinky dogs. If either one of them starts smelling bad, take them on the porch and spray lightly on their backs. Don't forget. Oh, don't get it in their face. And this is the Scouts Honor probiotic and um, deodorizer. Picture of the Scouts Honor. So, so my, my list is just um, a yellow piece of paper with me marking how much to feed everybody. And then I left everything on the counter with labels on it. So like, this is like um, Rodrigo's joint supplement, how many he gets a day and, and all the different things. But I told Johan, it's like, do the best you can. But if you miss something, it's not the end of the world. I'll be back. And he did a great job. Well, Lee is doing a great job because he had a meeting this morning and the meeting went very well and the people invited him to lunch, to which he said, the Citadel has a game at home, so I must go home to the boys because they cannot be alone when the cannon goes off. So he's done really, really well. But mm -hmm. I leave that not necessarily for him. I leave it for myself. Mm -hmm. If I don't do that, I, I just worry. So this is another reason why we get along so well. Because yeah, we, because I knew that that was there. And so I didn't have any worries. And Johan never called. He, I think he had one question and that was about the cat because the cat has canned food. And he was like, do I need to feed the canned food? And I was like, nope. But I was cracking up because I did talk to him yesterday. And this is the conversation. I can't talk to you right now. God damn it. I don't understand what's going on. But he said, Harley will not leave me alone. I said, because it's four o'clock. <laughs> It was meal time. So it was four o'clock and I was like, okay. But, um, you know, I'm glad that you were able to go away. I'm glad that I'm able to go away because we do get so wrapped up and I'm, yeah. I'm not embarrassed about it. I, I just, it is what it is. I worry because they cannot speak for themselves. Yeah. And I understand their language just like you do. And I guess Johan and Lee both understand more than they let on. Yeah. Because they, they're <laughs> able to master that. But yes, my list will, uh, my PDF list will be in the, um, in the notes sections. For those of you that might want to take a look at it and copy it, feel free. <laughs> I worked hard on that to include <laughs> photos. Thank you. But um, let me tell you what happened before I left. All right. Um, super excited because Jackson's ears were bothering him. And so I took him to the vet and his canals were clear. This was so cool. His canals were clear, but he had some type of dermatitis on, um, the outer area right before the hair starts mm -hmm. to grow. 
And so I was like, oh boy, you know, I'm thinking there's no way Lee is going to be able to do any kind of medication, um, let alone put anything in his mouth with drops in his ear. So she says, no, she says, we're going to do a fovea um, therapy session. I said, oh, what? So fovea, P-H-O-V-I-A is a fluorescent light therapy. Okay. Yeah. So she put on some goggles. I put on some goggles. Jax had to wear doggles Mm -hmm. and they put this orange gloop. Like um, it reminded me of that stuff that not silly putty, but um, slime, Mm -hmm. but it was orange. So they put the slime on his um, all over the, the outer, the inner ear. And then they have this fovea LED lamp that they put on the ear for Mm -hmm. two seconds and they do that twice. And that is how they're able to get rid of their dermatitis without having to do any kind of chemical medication. That's cool. cool. Well, speaking of light therapy, um, Rodrigo is going in for, I don't think it's called laser therapy, but... um, It's the, where, I don't know what it's called, actually. I want to call it laser therapy. And maybe it is what it's called is laser therapy, but he's going in for therapy on Monday. I think it is. I bought a five packet session. Um, I took him into the vet yesterday. What body part? Um, Well, because of his arthritis. So his, one of his, well, both of his back knees, um, his hips and his spine. And the reason why I took him to the vet was because while I was gone, oh, and by the way, for the first time in my life, I missed a flight. So that was fun. Yes, I missed a flight. So I'll get back to Rodrigo in a second. But when I got, I slept late and then I got, I got there on time. Everything was great. And then TSA decided that they need to look at my bags, but not right now. And so they made me wait until I missed my flight. And then they looked at my bags. And I was just like, what do I do? And so I went, I went to the gate and they told me where to go. I went to a new place. They told me where to go. So I went to the third place and told them what happened. And they were like TSA. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, yeah. And they, they were, they had all kinds of opinions about TSA, but I just want to give a quick shout out to Delta airlines. I cannot believe how well they took care of me. It was, they had me on a plane. Yeah. They had me on a plane in two hours And um, they took care of everything. I mean, and not, okay, so they didn't just make sure, okay, let's get you on the next plane. They were worried about how I felt and my stress level. And so they were joking. I would have fallen out. They were joking with me. And and then when I was done, they were like, how do you feel? And I was just like, fine. Because I was like freaking, like, I mean, I wasn't making a scene, but I was like panicked. And, um, they were like, well, cause we got you. And then like, they took me to, I went to another place and the woman was like, oh, okay. Yes. They called me, you know, we, we, we got you. And she just kept saying, you know, she is like, she didn't want to guarantee us a seat. She was like, well, we're going to make, we're going to do our best to get you on the plane. But then she would whisper, don't worry, you're fine. You'll be there. And, but we're going to make sure we'll do our best. Don't worry about a thing. We got you. And I was just like, okay. And by the time I got on that plane, they had my name. And they're like, Kimberly, it's you need to go in. They got me a really good seat. And it was a great flight. It was a short flight. And I got I watched him. I watched Atomic Blonde. And that's wonderful. It was um, I was blown. I have never received 
I mean, I've, I mean, I've received bad customer service with airlines or I've just received service, but I've never been, I've never raved so much about an airline in my entire life. And now I'm just like, I, I'm so glad I have stock in Delta. This is an amazing company, but they were well, so, I, they were so amazing. I didn't use my flight, but I did, I did get the, um, Whose bag is this? Whose bag is this? <laughs> I kind of said, mine. Could you step over here? <laughs> he said, um, do you have food in your suitcase? I said, yes, I do. And so I said, I have some stone ground grits. I bring them all the time for my daughter. And so she said, um, we're going to have to look at them. And I thought, okay. Then they took it away because they had to test it. And I said, can you leave it in the Ziploc bag, please? Because it was like a new package of grits. And then I realized it's agriculture. So they had to make sure it is what it is. Testing, you know, looking under another light. Okay. But I wanted to turn around to all the people that were staring and go, it's only grits. It's only grits. (laughs) But but yeah, but I didn't miss my flight. Yeah, it was a great, but- when I was gone, you know, cause I gave, you know, Rodrigo had a bottle of um, gabapentin and I give it to him when he's anxious. And so I told Johan, if he's feeling a little anxious, feel free to give him one of these at yeah. night and it'll help him relax. Yeah. Well, when I got back and I'm putting everything away, I'm shaking the bottle and open it up. And there's only one, there were five pills in there and there was only one. So it's like every single night I was gone, he got a gabapentin. And I was just sort of like, and I'm not going to, I'm not judging, but I was just like, was he that bad? And he was like, he just seemed stressed to me. So I don't know if he was really stressed or if Johan wasn't sure at what level he should be concerned about, you know, cause I can deal with, with Rodrigo when he's, when I could feel him getting anxious, I know, I, I know what to do to calm him down. And usually yeah. it's just like, it's okay. I just say that it's okay, Rodrigo. It's okay. And then he, he just looks at me and then he's like, okay. And he puts his head back down. So because of that, I decided maybe I should go to the vet and find out, you know, he's an old dog, you know, is, should I be concerned? And they just did a, a quick body check basically just to say, you know, is this arthritis? Is he in pain? Do I need to do anything more than what I'm doing? And um, they, they, identify the arthritis in the different areas and explain that to me and, you know, explain what my options were mm-hmm. both holistically and traditionally. And we decided to do um, laser therapy. So they told right. me, to, you know, keep giving them and actually, Hey, because of you, because you repeat this a few times, you've repeated this on the podcast. I said, well, cause they were like, you're giving them CBD oil. Right. And I was like, yes. And they were, and I was like, but I know that this is just to mask the pain it's not going to cure the mm-hmm. arthritis. So I, you know, and I told them about the U move and they were like, that's great. But um, they recommended the laser therapy. So we're going in, we're going to have five sessions at first, um, hopefully on a weekly basis and see how that goes. And then if he does well, I'll continue doing that, but just stretched out a little bit more. It is amazing how many veterinarians know about U move, but they never said anything. Yes. I mean, it's so amazing. I am going to take Harley back to the vet. We'll take him to the vet when I come back because, you know, still doing well, but I'm, I'm pivoting with this senior dog life. 
appetite is great. He's eating just as he's always eaten, but mm-hmm. he's just losing so much muscle mass. So he went for Jax's, um, you know, his his fluorescent light therapy treatment. Um, and I don't want to be that person that comes in under the pretense of one dog and then wants to get a twofer. You know, just <laughs> yeah. like the other dog is there. Um, but I just said, you know, I said, but he, he just looks so frail. And mm-hmm. she suggests the older they get, the more muscle mass they lose. Yeah. So I'm wondering if now there is a different food that I should be giving Harley. It's just a thought. There's mm-hmm. there's nothing based on this other than just like, I don't want to call it common sense, but it's just how we are wired to think that we can fix it and then fill in the blank. But I'm mm-hmm. saying, okay, he's been on such a high protein, pretty much lean diet with the ZV Peak. And ZV Peak doesn't do puppy food and it doesn't do senior mm-hmm. um, food. It's like, it's good for everybody. But I'm thinking maybe there's something else that, would add more weight to him? I don't know. Um, well, it's, been, it's funny because that was another thing that we brought up is his weight loss. Is Rodrigo, he's he's usually between 60 and 63 pounds. He's now been steadily at 58 pounds for most of this year. Um, so the veterinarian wasn't concerned because he did maintain that weight for the year. But mm-hmm. yeah, it is, you know, he's losing muscle mass. He's, you know, he's a, a small little guy. But I switched him to, um, a, it's a brand called A Pup Above, and they make cooked food. And mm-hmm. so I actually got a really great deal. They, I think, I don't know if they were having a sale or not, but I got a really good coupon code. This was a month or so ago, a couple months ago. And so I was able to get two seven pound bags of their food for like $65 and mm-hmm. their food per bag that size is like 70 something dollars. So that was, it was more than buy one, get one free. Um, so I have that. And then, you know, there's a local pet store that has a 20% off sale the first Monday of the month on all fresh food. And so, um, on that sale, some months I'll pick up a bag or two of a pup above. And so I give him that and it comes, it comes in a little square thing. And I just dump the entire square and mush it up in his bowl and he eats, he loves it and he eats it. And so that's what I've been doing. I also tried um, the farmer's dog, which he loves as well, but I can't feed it on a daily basis because there's something, I don't know if it's the, cause I think I know the pup above has potatoes in it too. Mm-hmm. And I guess that was, I just latched on to potatoes because that's the big difference between those foods and what I normally would feed him. But there was a period where I got a little lazy. So I was feeding the pup above, I was feeding the farmer's dog. And I think that it was just way too much for his system because he, I can't even explain how the changes, but his normal, like in the evening where he gets a little anxious, you know, he's um, yeah. a little on edge and stuff that it just became huge where he was licking. He, he does, he licks his arm for um, the, the vet called it. It's like his binky. So mm-hmm. he does it for, to calm himself down, but he was doing it like insanely a lot. And then he was panting and his tongue was bright red and, and it was like, none of this is okay. And so I took him off of all of that food and just went completely back to a basic diet of 
ground beef mixed with vegetables, my own just pureed vegetables, and just fed that to him for a couple of days. And then I slowly started adding in real food, but just not those two brands. And he went right back to normal. So I can feed those foods here and there, but I just can't feed them consistently. On a regular basis. Right. Yeah. I just thought that I would, um, when I take him back, uh, because he's November, he'll be due his full blood panel, Mm -hmm. you know, the senior panel. And um, I just want to find out if and, and I have a feeling she's going to say, you know, probably no, because they get the green beans or the broccoli mash, their strawberries or their apple cord, skin on, cut into bite-sized pieces. <laughs> and, um, you know, that one commercial treat before we leave. So I'm I'm not too overly optimistic that she's going to say, no, I prefer you to feed him this, because I think that's something that would have come up in a conversation a while ago. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, he just, like, I can feel like when you touch his back, you know, that bone and I'm just yeah. like, wasting away. Yeah. You're wasting I mean, away. I just look, I, I look at Rodrigo, he's still active. He still wants to run and play. Um, mm-hmm. I have to keep him. I try to keep him a little calm um, because I don't want him to overdo it. But mm-hmm. he's been he's been doing pretty good. And it's just, yeah, it's it's funny because I'm constantly making adjustments and thinking thinking about what can I do. And it's funny that we bring this up because um over the past 24 hours, I had so much drama on my Facebook page because I confess that, you know, after losing two dogs to cancer, it's time for me to really go back to the basics. And and it's I like saw that. And by going back to the basics, what I mean is, you know, not stressing because, you know, when you have a dog and it was one person, Dr. Josie Bug, which who I appreciate so much because she got it. A lot of other people understood what I was saying too, but she really pointed it out where when you have a dog with cancer, you know, cause I explained, I did a live where I explained that, you know, there was this big exhale when he finally transitioned because Um, you spend all that time waiting for your dog to die, Mm -hmm. looking for signs that your dog is declining, trying to figure out what you can do to keep your dog healthy and to stave off the, you know, the end you're, I mean, it's on a daily basis, you're constantly thinking, and it's not just food, it's everything. You don't want any stress in your dog's house. So I'm not allowed to feel anything. I'm not allowed to be upset, you know, because I feel like, if I, that like every single thing I do that might be wrong is the one thing that's going to send my dog into the opposite direction. And then he was gone. And it was like, finally, I could just like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and now I have to focus on these dogs that I have. And so I've lost two dogs to cancer and I don't blame myself, but Johan and I were talking about the fact that with Rodrigo, we really didn't think he would live this long. You know, the reason why I started feeding raw was because his first vet said that he would die shortly after his third birthday. And I was like, well, that's not cool. And I started doing research, learned about raw feeding, um, connected with Dr. Morgan, who helped me better understand the diet, um, connected with other raw feeders, so on and so forth. So um, the fact that he's 12 and a half years old and I'll be 13 next year is astounding to me because it worked. But Johan and I were wondering, it's like, well, if Sydney and Rodrigo were started on a raw food diet at the same time, but Sydney died, 
Um, Scout and Zoe were started on raw food at six weeks old, but Scout died. You know, what, what's the common denominator? Like, what am I missing? And the thing that, that stood out to me, and of course it's not everything. It's just something that was interesting is that Rodrigo had so many health issues related to his gut that I was constantly working on gut stuff. And I wonder if he just has a stronger immune system because I was constantly working on his gut health. And so let's just look at a person that has two kids and one kid has cancer and the other one doesn't. Um, I, I, I just don't think, don't go down that hole. Well, no, it's not that I am. I mean, I understand that cancer can be, it can be genetic. It can be environmental. It can be, it can be so many different things. So I'm not blaming myself. I was just thinking, we just found it interesting that the one dog that we didn't think would survive this long is surviving and doing great. What, what, what do we think could be the difference? And it was just a conversation. But in the meantime, after being at this conference last weekend um, and then having, you know, like scouts animal biome tested, it made me really think about, you know, gut health. I mean, I got diet down. So maybe instead of focusing so much on diet, when I already have that nailed, I should focus more on a healthy gut microbiome with my dogs. Um, So that was the whole point of my post is that it's not necessary to stress about how we feed our dogs. We can, you know, it is possible to feed our dogs, but, you know, I find it interesting that so many people today are talking about the microbiome, both in the dog world and in the human world. And there are people doing studies about the impact of a healthy microbiome and its connection to either cancer or not getting cancer. So, you know, it's, it's all to me, very interesting. I did not expect the response that I got. People took my post and they thought I was saying that raw feeding causes cancer. And that I was saying that I don't believe that dogs should be fed a nutritionally complete diet. And from there, I spent a day just clarifying that's not what I said. And I even asked people, can you show me where I said that? Because my head was, maybe I did say it, but I need to clarify it. But, and people, one person gave me a screenshot and I was just sort of like, yeah, no, that's not what I said at all. Um, And I think it's just a, a matter of people got themselves in a space where this is what she said and there was no getting them out of it. Yeah. And, um, and it, it got to a point where, um, one person said, started accusing me of attacking her and, you know, and that she wasn't going to have anything to do with me ever again, because I was such a mean person. And I was just like, okay, I, I only responded to you once. And it was just to clarify what I said, but, you know, and that, that I thought was interesting is that, I understand that when people disagree with you, it can sometimes feel like an attack, especially if you really, really believe in what you're saying. But I've learned to not let my ego drive my mouth and understand that everyone that when you're reading something, it comes across entirely different. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Really, really does. I mean, inflection and tone is so vital in the communication and understanding where a person is coming from. Yeah. And if you're already thinking, cause I know for me, if, and cause I, I use this as an example because it actually happened years ago. If you already thinking negatively about someone, then 
nothing they say is going to come across positive. So someone can be like, oh, hey, Kimberly. And I'm like, what's she mean by that? You know, and it's just like, you know, she's just saying hi, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think at a point it was, I just stopped, I stopped talking to people because it was like, this is not going anywhere. One person though, this is funny. Um, One person, I I ended up having to block her, but she accused me of attacking her five years ago. And she said that I, I guess randomly, I just decided to send her an email and tell her that she doesn't work hard enough. I'm not sure. Work hard enough doing what? I don't know. I don't know. So I asked her, can you send me this email? And she didn't say anything. So I went to my email because I keep everything. And I found the email, took a screenshot of it and was like, and the email was like saying, Hey, I would love to work with you and help you promote your course. And, and it was just like this whole, like, there was nothing aggressive about the email. And I was like, is this what you're talking about? And then from there, she was just sort of like, and, you know, and I didn't come here to be, you know, attacked and, you know, and just, you know, and I, you know, and just basically because, you know, and I'm just like, but you're the one that said that I did this and I'm showing you that I, that's not what happened, but that's an attack. And that's when I realized, okay, we need to stop this conversation. And I just, ban, ban, ban. But I did think it was funny. And that was it. It's like, you know, if you're going to say something, you got to bring the receipts. I'm the bone collector. Oh, Lord. Yes, I have files on everybody. So if you're listening to this and you decide to come come from me on social media, I will create a file with your name and I'll have screenshots of all of our stuff just in case you come back like this lady did and tries to, um, you know, discredit me and lie on me. And I can just go, "Um, you mean this? (laughs) <laughs> that's all hey guys sorry about the interruption but it's now is the time for us to hear from our sponsor and this week we're sponsored by lifeline i have been using lifeline fish oil and their organic kelp products for years with my dogs i'm a huge fan of their company because not only is it local to me they're out of gig harbor washington but this is a family-owned company that is devoted to producing high quality sustainable products for our pets so i trust this i know that because of their processing i'm going to get the high level of omega-3 fatty acids in their fish oils. But what we're going to be talking about today is variety. When it comes to feeding my dogs, when it comes to choosing supplements, when it comes to just life with my dogs, variety is key because I want to keep them engaged and happy. And just in case I run out of one source, it's nice to be able to have backups that I can reach for. So that's the same thing with fish oil. I'm about to place an order for um, Lifeline, and I like to order at least four different types in the 8.5 ounce bottle, and this will last me for several months. What I'll do is get the, um, there's a hemp seed oil that is combined with the fish oil. That's my absolute favorite. There's another one that's a borage and um, fish oil that I love as well. The reason why I love both of those is because of the additional anti-inflammatory properties that they bring to the meal. Then I also like to have these on hand as well. And then I just switch them up as I'm feeding my dogs. So the reason why, for me at least, I'm a real big proponent of adding fish oil to a dog's diet is because although I do feed whole fish, 
there isn't enough omega-3 fatty acids for my dogs to meet their needs. And this is just based on my own personal research and it will change from dog to dog. So I find that it's more affordable for me to buy the fish oil rather than to get enough fish to meet their needs. But I still add fish to the bowl. I do it as a side dish for fun because my dogs love their canned sardines but fish oil is going in there too. Another thing is that fish oil is so great for so many things. It's good for cognitive health, cardiac health, gut health. It boosts the immune system. It supports joint health and it supports skin and coat health and on and on and on. So it is a very important key to my dog's diet. And I try to add it to the bowl at least once a day, probably um, five days a week, because I like to give, take the weekends off when it comes to supplementation. But if you are looking for a fish oil product, definitely check out Lifeline. I will put a link to them in the notes below. And thank you, Lifeline, for sponsoring Girls with Dogs. Bye, guys. What else are you doing? What else are you doing today? What else am I doing today? Well, I am in the midst of taking a course um, on animal nutrition that was put out by a friend. And so it's in the beta stage. And so I get to be one of the testers of the course. And so I just started that today. This is also a weekend of the Raw Feeding Summit. And so I was actually a speaker, but there are other speakers like um, Dr. Connor Brady, Dr. Judy Morgan, Julianne Lee of Adored Beast, um, Dr. Nick Thompson, and a lot of other veterinarians and speakers who have sessions. And so I'm going to catch up on those this weekend. And um, I have a lot of writing to do. So when I was in California, I was filling my little notebook up with notes of things that I want to write about. And so I want to sit down and start catching up on some writing. Uh-huh. Well, before we go, do you have any comments today? You know, that's a good question. Oh, I, no. I know I'm out of I'm out of my realm right now. Let's see. Let's see if we have some comments because I'm pretty sure we do. So that was a liked. Nope, that's not it. Okay, here we go. No games says, um, and this was about the grooming of senior dogs. And I think you'll appreciate this. She says, I'm scared to do my dog's nails now. I'm blind and I'm not very fast at it. If I was quicker, my dog would tolerate it better. And I know I need to work with my dog to get her better at it, but I'm scared of hitting the quick. And I agree that most clippers are just crap. I'm a little bit more comfortable with the Dremel, but you have to be kind of quick with that also. And I'm just not quick, but I can't afford to take my dog in every two weeks and pay 20 bucks to have it done. So that, I, that was a, a good comment only because it goes back to, I was actually trying to do a video and I was going to send it to you of me clipping um, Apollo's nails. Uh, yeah, it didn't work out. Uh, no. No, I mean, I, I was able to clip his nails, but the video was mostly me holding his paw because that's what I have to do is I hold their paw and they try to yank their paw away and I just hold their paw and I calmly wait until they stop and then click, clip, and then they start yanking and I wait and calmly wait and then clip. And that's what I do. So it was like three minutes of me just holding his paw and then every now and then clip. So it wasn't very useful. <laughs> and he was like, he's all over the place. I have a comment for you. Okay. Kimberly and Kat, this is on, um, what is this on? Oh, heavens. Oh, um, what not to say when somebody's dog dies. Oh, okay. 
It says, Kathy and Kimberly, thank you so much for doing this episode. I am so very sorry about Scout. I have a soon-to-be 13-year-old who was diagnosed with some type of sarcoma. I'm preparing myself little by little. But as you say, there is no preparing for something like this. We just need to get through it. I'm cherishing the days left with my girl. And I really appreciate you ladies making this podcast and bringing wisdom and laughter to our lives. That's nice. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I didn't say her name. I go back. That was Maggles Waggles. Oh, speaking of which, oh my God, I can't believe I almost forgot this. Oh Lord, what? Big shout out to Pippa's mom. I met her and her husband at the event this weekend. They are from Texas and they have, they follow us on YouTube. And so she comments on YouTube, but it was Pippa's mom. And I'm sorry, Pippa's mom. I do not remember your regular name. But but, that is your name, Pippa's mom. I just know Pippa's mom. Anybody could be Leslie, Sandy, Laverne, but she's Pippa's mom. So that's Pippa's mom. So it was so much fun to meet her. And, and she was you like, know. are you girls with dogs? <laughs> experience? So that was a lot of fun. I, you, you should know, have let off with that. I know I should have. I can't believe I almost forgot. And the, you know, the final shout out, I mean, lots of people I met, but the final shout out I still want to go is to Zoe. Um, she is a young woman who is a dog lover and she follows my blog on social media. And I just want to say it was great meeting you. But yeah, it was exciting. What I love is because Pippa's mom, her husband was so nice because he was like, it's nice to meet you. I heard about you. And and it was just like, she's told her husband, you know, if you want to take me on a trip, take me to this conference. And I thought it was so sweet that he's sitting oh. with her at the conference. And it was- Did she have Pippa with her? No. Oh, okay. It was just the two of them, but it was, it was really nice. To um to meet her and see her, she was really sweet. A lot of people, I I met a lot of people there um, that either follow our blog or follow um, me on social media, and it was just it's really nice to um, just sit in a room and talk to people who um, think kind of like you think and bouncing ideas off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and to wrap this up, I would like to because I said I was going to do that. Um, uh, Brian and I were talking about, I think it was like, not our last podcast, but maybe the one before the last. And it was about the person who was like, stop calling your, you know, dogs, your babies. And he, he, he wanted to share that. And, and I understand this. He's absolutely right. And that is when people say that they're not talking about people like you, they're talking about the people who truly, truly think that their dogs are babies. And so they don't let their dogs walk on the ground you know, they, they just don't let their dogs be dogs. And as a result, these dogs are unsocialized. They don't know how to behave when they're around people and other dogs, and they're leading a less than ideal life because, you know, it's very stressful for a dog to be forced to not be a dog, even though, you know, I wouldn't, I think force is a bad word, but when we're not, you know, respecting Yeah. And yeah. And let it, you know, and, and so I wanted to make sure to share that because I, you know, I do know that, but it's so important to, to have that point of view as well. So I want to say thank you, Brian. Well, yeah, Brian sounds like a pretty cool dude. He is. He is. He works for the company, real, um, real dog food and company. And I think they're in Colorado and he's just, he was really kind fun to talk to. We sat on the ground just talking to each other and we had lunch together too. He was really fun to talk to. So yeah. 
All right. Well, say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. All right. I'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye.